that a 6.75 average zoobs i was at, at least at least yeah impressively high let's go on the record six five six seven five I think six seven five. I think to reflect how many sevens there were this week, to to call it a six five, it seems a little disingenuous. Yeah, I, I, I call it a six seven. As close to a pure seven as we can get. I think a weekly week on a weekly. I think also on a, we're not on a, math guys. This is it's definitely a spiritual six seven five average. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm a spiritual it's, it's, guy. It's the which which as we've established, six seven five is the coward seven. So it is sort of the coward seven as a as a as a group. Yeah, it is a little disappointing, but in the same breath, they can't help it as an average, right? No Absolutely one right. gave the coward seven. Nobody gave a coward seven tonight. So, so okay, no, no stones to be cast. So the group is a six, seven, five, which, as we've come to know on this show, is essentially a seven. That's exactly right. And how does that uh, line up with you, Zoops? Um, yeah, probably about right. Probably about right. I might be a six and a half. Yeah. Coward seven actually feels bang on the money for me where it's like, I don't, I don't want to say it's a seven, but I also can't sit here and say it wasn't a seven. If you know that, if you know what I mean, I was like, yeah, I always do the, I can feel a seven in my bones, but like, what am I, what am I, what are you looking for? If not that in 2024, AW, basically what we, uh, see as the strength of the show, I think put as the strength of the show consequence title changes um great in ring lots of wrestling you could have some some picks to knit here and there i'm sure you have a couple things on the on the plate um but nothing major nothing tore that nothing tore the show apart uh, and some great wrestling so uh six and a half six seven five sounds that's about right i think the chat nailed it i'm glad people are so excited about this show it's more in like a four four and a half territory for me but i uh no i i yes. i can't call this one a seven though there was too many things that i thought weren't all there you know it's funny maybe a coward seven does feel appropriate i mean there's nothing stopping me from doing decimals this is our system i could do a six six if i wanted you could you could absolutely i'll do a six 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 i think i think truth i think i think true serum probably a, i'm probably a six five i'm probably looking at it i maybe there's things that everybody like more than i did um in the middle of this show, which is ain't that the way it goes. But let's get into it. Let's figure out why that is the case, shall we? I love it. We begin without the worst music you ever heard in your whole life. We go straight to the wide shot of the arena. People are fired up. And we do. I really like this off the top. And I think you'll like it, too. We get Hangman backstage um, approaching the ramp from the back. We also get this vantage point from Swerve Strickland. We go straight into the match with, I think, for those who are paying attention, this is sort of what they do when they're going to do time limit draws. They they put them on first. Um, and as we get the hangman, we get the hangman sound alert, which we appreciate. Um, how old do you think that, that quote is, man? I will knock a year and a half, two years. Your dick. Do you remember, Matt? A while ago, eh? It was shortly hey. after uh, you know me slash don't know me. Yeah, that's so hangman, that's years, hangman. probably. That's Hangman and Mox one. I don't even remember. Who knows? Um, I assume you like that little little camera choice. A little here they come into what we would know colloquially as gorilla position. Yeah, I I like that. I like the production shift. I like treating big matches like they're big matches, and I like opening with a hot match. This is the opposite of the other week when there was some chatting around at the top of the show. So my preference is always a good match. I mean, they opened with the main event tonight. For, for all intents and purposes for my interest on the show mm, absolutely january 2023 from the seattle dynamite so there you go that's an alert uh also doing its 12 month uh thank you very much cadenza 
appreciate that sound alert. Yeah, I think uh, just cool, just a, a different look. Um, I, I, I said, sort of, sort of reminds me of the UFC where you you get the the guy does the ring walk when you get four or five steps of them backstage. Still, it sort of yeah. feels like uh, you're peeking behind the curtain a little bit. It's a choice. Um, it's wrestling as sort of the the veil of these guys can't stand each other. They would fight any place, any time, but they also do sort of wait for the uh, ceremony of going through the curtain. I think that's sort of neat. Um, a little more familiarity this time around early in this match. Sort of, you know, we had the, the the real blood and guts. This is a blood feud. This is a death match earlier in these two guys' uh, rivalry. This was a little bit more of like, this is being wrestled for stakes. This is being wrestled by two guys who now know each other very well. A lot of familiarity in the first pre-commercial break of this match. They go to the outside and then Swerve really gets rolling. Um, he's very good when he gets rolling. And, and, and the, 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 the seven to 15... 18 minute of this match he gets uh, a lot of minutes where he really gets to get into his flow everything hits well everything hits crisp um he moves so well he's such an impressive guy we go to break at the 20 minute mark on the ddt on the what i'm gonna just call hockey boards they're sort of they're on you know it's not really a guardrail it's sort of the i think hockey boards is what you call yeah that. sort of what i called it um a neat uh look at it a bit of a weird one what do you think of the first half of this the first commercial break section of this match before we sort of pick things up and and get to the sprint to the finish i knew we were going long they were wrestling yeah. a match early i timed it at minute 14 like 14 after the the hour uh swerve like buries some chops in the hangman's chest in the corner and i feel like that's the real match start before that like you said they can play it as familiarity they can play it as feeling each other out but it was pretty um what you'd expect i suppose but I, I have written down here and it's important to note that is fine that's actually completely fine because these guys have done the work to have a very over feud so guess what the result is you don't have to be working as hard to have the audience incredibly into your matchup because they love when you two interact there's a pavlovian i want to see these guys interact i have that for swerve and hangman and so while the first 14 minutes of this minus entrances would be sort of nothing between two other guys i'm actually super into it i can just recognize they're not working super hard but their dynamic is so established and so interesting to me and the crowd is so into it that it hardly matters yeah i think that makes sense i think i think uh again as you said the, the homework's been done here they, they they have added in a different stake than it was last time right before it was about Swerve's sort of making a statement, Swerve's sort of trying to take a spot, Swerve's sort of trying to make a name for himself, Hangman is trying to sort of find his place and find himself. This is very much like we are fighting for a number one contendership. Um, I thought it made a ton of sense. We get, as you said, uh, about 14 minutes in, they start to bury the chops, sort of pick it up. 20 minutes in, we get the uh, commercial splash. Then we come back to the ring, they're doing uh, what I can only call a boot off, that they're kicking yeah. each other instead of the chops. I thought a nice little twist on um what has become a modern trope of the stand in the middle and exchange you go back and forth and yay boo a little mitrion um, fedor for you yes very much uh the first real like oh god damn um hangman kicks out of the stomp off the top and then we get a buckshot lariat that hits clean swerve gets the foot on the rope which i think is uh when done as effectively as it was done here really beautiful and really good it's sort of he isn't kicking out of it he is just the ring awareness, the 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 savvy, he's he has just enough in him to get his leg up. 
which is almost impossible to stop from happening. But that was really nice. Prince Nana takes the shot on the outside. Swerve hits a dead eye off the apron through a table. Ridiculous. He is in the driver's seat, hits a third or tries for a third stop, then hits the Made in Japan, which I don't know what he calls it. Um, whatever he calls that. Into the pinfall, we get a time limit draw. What do you think of the choice of going time limit draw here? I mean, I think we both called this last week that we'd be going into Revolution with a three-way dance. Um, so not surprising. Do you feel that it, I don't want to say earned, but was there a point like 22 minutes in, 25 minutes from in where you're like, this is going to a draw and you sort of glaze over a little bit? No, actually. I, I did think we were, I don't know if I should say I thought we were getting a draw time. I definitely thought there was a, on the show last week, I said I thought we were getting a draw. Earlier today, I was like, this is what was cool about this match. I was like, oh, maybe they will have Hangman win and then Swerve takes it from him. So I felt actually pretty live for those last five minutes. I mean, as soon as they start, there's certain wrestling things that as soon as they're on the outside, like clearly waiting for, for the last 10 seconds to hit the move, to, it's like, okay, I, this is going to be a draw. But no, I thought that it was pretty gripping for me. And their feud is deserving of having a draw in it. Zoobs, you like me, uh, fans of 2009 to 18 New Japan pretty heavily. These guys at the top of the cards, records against each other are like 7-5, two and one with three dqs and and five no contest like they they exchange and they have these sort of long tenured feuds and rivalries that you could write about and so does this stack up to their other two encounters of course not but it wasn't meant to and it's now they have a a one at the end of their three numbers and it advances to joe i it, can i go a little further here zoops about the triple please threat? please there is a lot of People saying, I hate a triple threat. This is not what a draw gets. It's too good. Triple threat. Joe's promo actually sort of addresses this after. And I do hear those people. Uh, I don't like triple threats in particular. I am just personally viewing this as MJF versus Jay White. And then MJF versus Joe to some degree in the devil and all that. Really cooled off the world title. And attaching the hottest feud in the Fed to it even at the expense of a triple threat is something that I could also understand myself making that choice in Tony Khan's shoes. Like, okay, let's just get this world title scene back going. What do I have here? I also am not ready for Samoa Joe's title reign to end personally. And I suspect at revolution, it probably won't in a triple threat. And these guys will spurn out for it. I don't know. I, so I agree that in a vacuum, just Joe versus swerve or just Joe versus hangman are matches. I'm more into but structurally and for the Fed, I can understand making the choice. We get a bit of uh, we get a bit of a tease of something at the end here, where Swerve gets on the mic and asks for five more minutes. Uh, Hangman, who you're not really sure what he's going to say. I think there was a chance that he was going to say you got it, or they wrestle for five more and they draw again. He says you had to beat me and you did not get it done. It is over for you. You will not be AEW champion um surprised at the at the at the character choices here you have you have swerve as the one asking for the more time and hangman is the one saying hell no that surprised you at all no i said in my discord last thursday that i thought there was a good chance they were going to do a double turn in this match and uh shout out to rl who was like i bet he does it by hitting nana after nana hasn't done anything and that was the moment i was like oh rl knew it and here we go uh swerve is dying to be a baby face man he hasn't he hasn't been received as a heel to a crowd throughout the entire C1 or against Hangman. 
it's he's ostensibly a baby face you know and the the turn will involve nothing besides uh nana stops getting involved in his matches so i i think this is a good choice and with the young bucks being heel right now it probably makes sense to have uh the hangman in alliance with him now correct me if i'm wrong but if you're trying to turn one person heel and one person baby face yeah uh what do you do there do you, i need i need help uh well <laughs> you give him the old double turn <laughs> you need the heat heat well so you get your baby face he comes in and you gotta get the heat up <laughs> somebody play it the heat and the pump. Hmm? The heat. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I could have said that better. I apologize. Took, took Matt. No, I got. I said it. somebody played. I know. I didn't set it up the best. I didn't set it up the best. Anyway. Well, no one um, knows the game like hey! you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brickman. Begged for it. Begged for exactly. it. Exactly. I need to turn one guy heel and another guy. <laughs> this is what they did backstage. In one move. Double turn. Tough to pull off, but it is done right. Pull off. One of my personal favorites. How do I pull yeah. it off? Need to let the heel come in and get the heat from the crowd. Fine. Then your baby Which face you comes and gets the pop. Which they did. The yeah. Out <laughs> yeah. of boom. That was kind of the game. That's actually kind of foul. Difficult to pull off. But when done. Really, really amazing. Uh, a kind of like a foolish moment. Really, the egg is on Triple H's face here for the first time in a while. I can I can imagine uh, for giving away such an important trade just secret. Just, just gave, gave it away. away. Gave it away. So, business. so embarrassing, and the guy's on such a hot streak. Yeah, mm -hmm. finally an L for a guy who looks like he's aged twenty years and twenty months. So it is Tony Schiavone who gets on the mic, and I think what I was still thinking Tony's going to have the backstage. We're doing five. I, I'm a sucker. I thought three times we were getting the five more minutes. He says no. It's a three-way dance, uh, <laughs> as you established at Revolution. We go back to Joe, very clearly reacting to this for the first time, as you always do when you are reacting to news. You sort of pause in place, Collect wait for the yourself. tape. To yeah, this is live, they're saying, which is why nobody is moving. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic live environment. <laughs> classic. Um, it's Renee Paquette back there saying, Joe, you saw it live just now. This is happening live. It's 9.30 on February 7th. Uh, what do you think? And what do you, How are you feeling? He says, I'm feeling joy and merriment, excited, excitement and elation. Once again, we are celebrating mediocrity. It was a draw. Neither of those men earned the stipulation to face me at Revolution. The deck is stacked against me once more. Alas, I will come away as the victor. Some nice seething on the way out here from Joe. Uh, man has a point, and man knows how to breathe while he gets angry and, and deliver it. Continue to establish Joe as the most important guy in the company, holding the most important title. Who'd have thunk it? I like that he is. It almost feels like them getting out in front of it, knowing that complaint was coming. And Joe's like, hey, I'm with you, fans. I have the same complaint. Joe already something of a tweener as a champion. And it's it's just very interesting to see that he is. They're letting him really. That's the sort of AEW I want that is in touch with the online fan base not to a nutso degree but being like ah people are going to be saying this about it let's let joe make that an actual grievance and people can just agree with him and it becomes part of the story that has been a nice device that they have used joe for repeatedly over the course of this run so 
marks for continuing it on. Donna I also Karate. thought he was sort of in Ring of Honor Joe mode here. He was like snarling and heavy breathing and a bit more animalistic and ready to be uncaged. Gets me hype, Zeus. Oh, excitement and elation. He does get very angry in a very short amount of time here. I've sort of been worked out, man. Noticed. I was like, it's like 40 seconds, and he goes from like <laughs> sort of joking about elation to like snarling in uh Yeah, he can't breathe my head. It's like, damn, this guy's got it. Now he has to just walk away, right? He's not like he's fighting. Oh, he's fully dressed. Probably just go eat. Like, yeah, how do you calm down after that? I would eat. I would go eat. Yeah. yeah. Find a diner. Yeah. 100%. Probably Ruben. order dessert. Yeah, order dessert at a diner. I was going to go milkshake mode. Which is sort of a dessert. It's a dessert drink. Yeah. Just suck it, sucking it down as hard as you can. Sucking that. You gotta, well, you got to regulate. You ever, anyway, I was going <laughs> to... Not important. Deanna Perazzo comes out. She is there to commentate on Timeless Tony Storm against Red Velvet. Uh, title challenge... No, it's a the championship challenger match where if Red Velvet wins, she gets as our favorite stipulation. Can't say Love enough this. about the stip. Love it here. If you beat the champion, you get the opportunity to face the champion. Um, love that for her. Red Velvet and Tony Storm. Um, oh, they're pretty good. Red Velvet getting crisp. Very crisp was the word I used for Red Velvet in this match. She's crisp. She's laying it in. She, she's a good striker. Um, a, a good mover. You could tell that she has shaken off the rust that she brought it with her. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple months ago when it, she was first returning, and it was like we were, were we were waiting to see how she was going to look in her return. I think that is uh, fully off. The the rust is off. The knee brace not seem to hinder, hinder her. Um, there's a weird kick out late in this. There's a sort of, I was mm-hmm. just like, that's sort of weird. Mm-hmm. She kicks mm-hmm. out of the DDT um, with a really weird energy and then gets tapped out while Tony Storm makes eye contact with Diona Perazzo, who, if she was good at commentary, I did not, um, didn't stand out to me as, as somebody on commentary. Very difficult. Obviously, the shoes you're filling. Obviously, yeah. Tony is a fully fleshed out character and it's very transferable to commentary i don't know that it's very hard when you're doing the like disaffected super cena level like everything you say just makes me laugh and it's so not serious it's really hard to do that over a long period and have that be like a threatening aura yeah i feel like she sort of gets swallowed up she sort of gets swallowed up playing in tony's world but um continues to be a player in the scene what do you think of the match and what did you think of diana as a commentator did did anyone else think Deanna had like uh, Paul McCartney or Avril Lavigne? The person I recognize has been replaced with a completely different person. I, I thought Deanna Perazzo looked familiar, but like a totally different person. Am I crazy? Did something happen? Did she get, I, I thought Deanna Perazzo looked like a completely different person tonight, but that's neither here nor there. I was like, did they just? Re- Who is this? Am I crazy? I, uh, uh, Josh, she looked very pretty um that could that could be it i'm, I'm not sure she usually looks ugly Matt. no i'm talking? just saying uh tonight she looked uh particularly good um oh, okay so who knows could end saying they hair. also thought that rl saying change their hair culture of lucy's name was donna palazzo okay that that's culture yeah that might be right died down yeah i don't know i thought she looked different. uh i'm glad zoob said she didn't stand out on commentary because i took note of oh yeah diana Braz was on did she speak I did. I don't remember. Very tough. Very tough. Didn't, However, didn't stand out. Only the best things to say about Red Velvet tonight. Yep. Uh, and really, the sequence at the end of the match where Red's rushing her, I think for a spear setup, and 
Tony trips her and she just nails into the turnbuckle. Like I couldn't tell if she was too shy or really meant to thump. And then Tony hits the DDT. There's like a stumble kick out. And then Tony just wallops her with a hip attack. And then the, excuse me, the finish. But I, I actually thought this was just a good match. No parameters, no anything. I, I know Red Velvet, maybe with some people, sometimes she just looks sort of like dancer, gymnastic-y with people. And I thought with Deanna on commentary and Tony in the ring, Tony doing more of like a 50s mustachioed strongman version of the wrestling rather than like a Hollywood glam stop and mug to the totally. crowd constantly. I don't know. I just, I thought this was good all around. I just full praise for this match. I was into it. Didn't think Red Velvet was going to win, but then a dumb stiff. It's like, okay, maybe they need something because Dion is still, what, five weeks away, a month away. So uh, yeah, two thumbs up from me. We can say it. We're, we're all, we're all adults here. Red Velvet as a name and gimmick is dumb. She's a very good wrestler. There's a, there's a very low ceiling on what you can, what you can accomplish when your entire thing is about being the same name as a cake. It just yeah. is. It's, it's, it's a very much like a wrestling school gimmick idea. Give us more because she's good. She's a good wrestler. She's very yeah. good in ring and she's getting better all the time. We're going to have to lose the food coloring gimmick. I wonder if she's somebody who could benefit from having Julia Hart spew a little goo on her and turn into a dark, evil version of herself and become a bit more striking focus. That might be something really interesting for her. Follow me down the path here. Get a little Atlanta Miles, get a little black velvet. Uh, or, or, sounds hear about, me out. Sounds about Elvis. Hear sounds me about out. Elvis. Devil's, devil's, <laughs> devil's food. Devil's food cake. Tuxedo. <laughs> 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 oh man Tor Penelon I think I might have mentioned uh, one of the bands that he thinks sucks it's possible oh <laughs> I mean if you if you stepped on a landmine or something slack hates, that just means you're walking <laughs> I know <laughs> yeah. and then it'll be like I'll listen, I'll listen to the brand new puddle fucker and the shit is just unlistenable <laughs> <laughs> The sound of a guitar being thrown through a drum set. And you're like, yeah, you showed me. Uh, <laughs> I agree, though. Uh, Red Velvet has all the potential in the world. She's, uh, I think I think we're building something here. And with the the, the big announcement later on, I think I think there's we're scratching the surface. 2024, Tony continues to do it. He's following through on the promise. And that will go backstage. Up. Oh, are we, are, we, are we keeping and kicking? Yeah. Is that okay? Please. To our oh, the roast of Andrew Slack. I would never. We love Slack. I'm of course just, he's just one of the great haters of all time. There's no there's no getting around that. It's the it's the dedication. It's the day in, day out, ground floor hating. But you know what he likes. That's what that's the secret thing. He's not just in the comments. He's also putting over the stuff he likes. There's a secret sauce to it. The first of three, keep it or kick it. So you like it, you love it, you want some more of it, you press keep. Vice versa for kick. Zoobs, this prompt. Keep it or kick it. Diana Perrazzo beating Tony Storm at Revolution and becoming the next AEW World Women's Champion. Keep it or kick it. 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 Keep it, kick it, keep it, kick it, keep it, keep it, kick it, keep it, kick it, keep it, keep it, kick it. 
Shocking ignorance from the chat here, Zeus. I, I, I gotta say, whenever, whenever, whenever everything is, whenever everyone is doing one vote, I, there's there's two possible explanations here. Either Josh is about to sit us under the learning tree, or he's got the fishing line in the water, and he's waiting to see who bites. No, I, I just think this is, deserves better than a hundred percent. I think Deanna, first of all, is a very real chance it's going to happen, and uh, I don't know. I think I think. The idea that Tony needs the title right now. I don't know. I, I'm surprised to see 100% there. I think Tor Penderloin uh, nails it here. Uh, I actually paused thinking about it, but no, I think Tony needs to be the champ when Mercedes arrives. I would, I'm would. i inclined to feel that way. I don't know that it's like, Mercedes is here to fight Deanna Parazzo. It's like, yeah, it's not as, it's not as, it doesn't have the cachet. I agree Deanna doesn't feel that way right now, but I think feud-wise... Mercedes like a giant deal entering into the Tony Stormiverse feels tonally very weird for her to have to do as her entry to AEW for me. Not saying it has to be Deanna, but the idea that it's all it's got to be, it's got to be Tony. I I don't agree with. Got to be your uh, sort of your biggest, most established person you could point to. I think is sort of the sort of the way it goes. Um, Not anti Deanna in a vacuum. I think Tony does not need the title. I just think I think that's the that's the person that she is face to facing. You're sort of giving the whole she's taken on a bunch of comers. It's tough. It's the division's a tough spot. There is I don't know that there is like an absolute ideal person. Mercedes is sort of coming in to make it her own. There's almost no. Yeah. It's almost not dependent on who is in the way in that in that way. Yeah, I agree. It's it it is going to be the Mercedes show. And would you like to rifle through them anyway, just to just to get the name said? Sure, yeah, good idea. Yeah. Zoops, give the the people what they deserve here. Corvax twelve sixty six G Richie I Mayhem Torque Pendulum Nibbles of Five Brick Mittens Bobby Burritos V Z Sam Fells Danny Derosha C Suppa Ashton Kutcher Al B Cashmere Sweaters Skookum 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 Heart Note Stone Cold DT Irish Mac Twenty One Dark Lord DDKL All Kicking It Done Sturdy Work Breaking It With a Keep Geesbrecht Kevsel Maddie Mac And Hi It's Me RL All Kicking It. So there were some smart people in there kicking it. A couple names in there, some smart people. Yeah, people people seem pretty. There is sometimes you don't. Sometimes I think people don't know if they're if they're if they're being asked to predict or being asked to prefer. Mm, well, yeah, that's the difference between the this statement and the the statement. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But I think I'm, on over text, that's easier to infer. Doesn't confuse. Doesn't, I'll say this. Doesn't confuse me. You know, we've been doing this so long. There's probably nothing I do that confuses you. It's been a minute. That's that's a fact. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we we could do this show. If I lost, if I if I couldn't hear anymore, I could still do this show with you. Yeah, symbiosis that we have uh, in the air. Let's move on to the next segment of the show. It's the best friends. They still call them that, even though Chuck Taylor isn't there, which I take umbrage with. Um, I guess four guys can be best friends. I guess it could be we're all best friends. Not really what best means. It's it's like when it's like when the thing. One of my one of my big pet peeves of modern signing is people will call multiple people the goat it's goat, like uh, yeah of all great est of all time one, one multiple person. people can't be that that's not how the word works no but i'm old and language is passing me by uh they're back there um 
there's a there's a check on you know Orange's ability to both be in a six man tag match and defend his own title. As he as only he can, he is uh, like, yeah, it'll be fine, no big deal. Um, they mentioned Chuck isn't there, which I'm glad somebody points out. They said we're gonna go check on Chuck, so let's go do that. I have a question for you because you know these guys uh, about as well as anybody I know. Are they doing a like Trent is slowly checking out of this thing angle? Okay, because I was like, yes. I, I find it really hard to gauge the energy. I am. I've said it a couple weeks ago. The it's just not working for me anymore. The like the really disengaged, too cool for it style. I just it just has not aged well for me. I thought it was like really neat, and I thought Orange is a bit the way Orange's approach these things is sort of different. Than everybody else. I don't know that it's tonally good for them to do. And I know that's the that's the longest running conversation you've anybody everybody ever has about best friends. But I'm hitting that point with the orange interviews. I don't really look forward to them. And I don't really get it any of them. It doesn't work for me, brother. Thank you very much, Irish Mac. I agree. Um it's a small nitpick, but I haven't like I haven't found it funny in like 6 months that he that he that they're like, "Hey, who do you want to fight?" and he's like, "I don't know, anybody." Eh. Yeah, so I'll say a couple things. First of all, I think it's harmful to the show right now that both Orange Cassidy and Christian Cage are having long runs with TV titles, and neither of them feel all that hot in terms of their ties to the titles. Not that Christian isn't very over, um, but yeah. I would question how over Orange Cassidy even is. And a TNT title, or certainly should be a TV title with some change and matches. So Christian has that on lockdown, that's fine, but certainly that should transition to the I see title. The problem is that's held by Orange Cassidy, who we saw last year do this like week in, week out defense thing. So I would really be switching both of those titles sooner rather than later if I was uh, AEW. And I do feel, I don't know if I would say Orange is overexposed. And I actually like, I Trent was so natural tonight when he's like, wait, you're wrestling Ishii? Where it's like, we're all chaos. Like he can, I think he feels, and then with Chuck getting attacked, Trent has a big upside for me. And I think that there is some meat. There's more meat on the Trent bone than the Chuck bone, or sorry, the Trent bone. Let's be real. Trent bone than the orange bone, I mean, for me right now. The Chuck bone is, you know, six feet on all sides of meat. <laughs> and is ultimately the center of the story. Um, in well, a way. You noticed how many guys it took to take him out in the next segment, right? 100%. Um what is it, Matt? Matt's dying. I know something's got it. Something's tickled his fancy. What is it, Matty? I don't. There's just something about how you talk about Chuck that has like worn <laughs> worn me down to the point where I just broke. Just I, and I'll say this uh, before Josh jumps in and and probably defends himself. Literally, and he is right about this. Once you start seeing it, show me in the lore of AEW where they've done anything but establish him as borderline unbeatable by one it's person. Crazy. And the awful waffle, no one kicks out ever. He murders these guys. They roll out of the ring. They don't kick out. They roll out, tag out. Someone pulls the ref. It's it's the one winged angel for the lower card. It's true. It's, it's like you could try to be like, I don't know how serious he's being, and then you you look at the pieces. Like it did take an entire faction to take him out tonight, and it is the guy that when he shows up mocks runs away from it's just like those are those are the factual things that happen on the show in terms of the lore of the show those are established truths long live the kentucky gentleman 
it's time for a uh, totally different flavor of the proverbial ice cream that we love to hear MJF talk about so much. It's a trios match. It's the Blackpool Combat Club against the stars of CMLL. It's Volador Jr., uh, Hechicero, pardon me if I'm doing that wrong, and Mascara Dorada. Um, some trios action here. They call it a blood food. It's really more of a showcase match. It is a, it is a, it is a grudge match, but they're showcasing. Let we can be real with who we are. Um, obviously, size and physical advantage goes to BCC. Um, I thought it was funny on the weekend with a great promo. Mox called Volador Jr. Daddy Magic. He thought he was Daddy Magic. And he wasn't sure <laughs> yeah, he was. Mexican Daddy Magic. Very funny. Because once you see it, you're like, yeah, totally I would be there. Yes. If I didn't know, I would make that exact comparison. <laughs> um, I don't know. People, I think, like this a lot more than I did. I don't know that this style clash worked for me. I, I sort of feel like the, the, the asks, especially, by the way, um dorada just didn't seem to mesh well with bcc it's a very straightforward physical ground you down style not that lucha can't be that but i don't know that this was the best version of those two worlds clashing i think it the straightforwardness almost brings out it almost brings out the inherent silliness in some of the lucha stuff where it's like you guys are in there with killers like you i know that you're you're using what your advantages are but um there was some, there were just some stuff, and, and it's the nature of lucha, especially when you're in there with guys who aren't full time lucha guys, that it's going to look, for lack of a better word, sloppy. But I thought there was a bunch of Dorada stuff where he's like running in place or he's taking two steps backwards so he can take three steps forward, outright missing springboards. Uh, again, don't want to be a botches account where we're like, this went wrong and this went wrong and this went wrong, but it just sort of like what it Mox was supposed to really be. Off in this <laughs> sure, it, it was all over the place. It was all over the place. Uh, Hechicero, who is standing a... in the corner at one point, just looking like waiting for a two for him to break up the pin. Like he's sitting there, the ref goes in one, two, and then Mox just starts running and breaks up the pin. Uh, Hechicero, everyone in the chat seems to be their, their standout guy. The entrance, obviously. Uh, worth its weight in pesos uh thought i thought he had also even even there with some of his technical stuff like it didn't it wasn't really that sharp and didn't like he has the he goes for the stretch muffler at one point and like switches legs halfway through it because he realizes he's done it wrong halfway through the roll um bcc ends up winning on a low blow uh from claudio who should be able to trounce any one of these guys with one arm tied behind his back if we're being frank um Three more CMLL guys come in, but luckily you're going to love this, Josh. BCC are saved by who? <laughs> oh no, BCC the three the three toughest guys we could possibly we could possibly find the three killers, three guys with carry knives in their boots. Uh, six luchadors have them have them cornered. Uh, give me Christopher Daniels in business casual. Uh, Daddy Magic holding a pipe and Matt Sidell. <laughs> thanks, fellas. Thanks for the thanks for the thanks for the assist. Thanks for the assist, fellas. We appreciate it. You got anybody tough? I would say. Oh, you, know, you guys! Team, you guys grab somebody from the audience. Yeah. Team AEW, as they were affectionately called by Tony Schiavone here. Uh, somebody, somebody. Listen, I don't know. I don't have the numbers in front of me as to how many people are on the men's AEW roster. Yeah, somebody on there is above Christopher Daniels I'm and sure is available. It is available to run out. <laughs> Holy! 
I don't think so, Zooms. I think it's yeah, no, it's insanity. It's I, I said it last week. They remember the the Luchadors had to run from these guys last week too. It's insanity, Chris. Again, I don't. I got Curry Man sitting right. I got Chris Daniel signature right there. Uh, but I don't need them hobbling after these guys, and they got to run. It's so optically stupid. Like it's just saving so BCC, dumb. saving Mox and Claudio. <laughs> okay, I gotta say a couple things about this match. Thanks for the help, Matt Seidel. We really, in, we were really in tough there. <laughs> yeah. if I, Zooms, please promise me if I'm ever getting my ass kicked, send the fallen angel. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, gotta say a couple things about this match. One, shout out to Phoenix, Arizona tonight, who brought the damn heat and were super up for this match. And it added a lot to the match that was really, really house showy in nature. Um, I think I see the chat going off about Hechicero. Couldn't agree more. Him and Danielson is definitely the highlight of this match for me. It's pretty early in it, but I think those guys, long grappling exchanges, while still very light and fun and action-packed grappling danielson can do it all on the mat and i I found that part of the match pretty enjoyable but (laughs) i don't know if it was a language barrier but yeah it was it was really all over the place at the end there's a part i mean i don't like being this channel like zoom said so i'm not i don't even i'll make one small point but you can uh, do it there's a spot in this match where brian danielson and claudio castagnoli have a conversation Either Brian asks Claudio, are you legal or am I? Or Claudio asks Brian, who's legal? And Brian answers. And then they tag. They have like a conversation. Like, huh? And then they just clasp the hands and Claudio's in. Like it's, again, they don't get to practice with these guys or anything. So it's, and, and the other thing I wanted to say is I want AEW to be the place where this happens. Totally. I want other totally. feds to come in to AEW. Lucha's not my thing. It's not the Zoobs' thing. My, I mean, Zoobs a child of WCW, so I'm sure a little splash of Lucha in the show is, is good for him. But, but, but for myself, it's probably my least favorite style of wrestling. None of the feds that I watch today are, are based around it. But that's okay. I don't need AEW to be totally catered to my needs, and I want the stars of blank federation to come to AEW and take on Blackpool Combat Club. So this one didn't go my way, but I would take the swing of the bat every single time in this zone. So I don't want to gripe about it too much. Crowd was up for it, like I said. But, and again, the this being the ethos of AEW is important to me. Let, let's, let's get the stars of Big Japan in there, though. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. It, big picture zoomed out. CMLL versus BCC is an awesome idea, and it's Ooh. totally sick that we get it for free on a television show. Net nuts and bolts. I don't think this this quite worked the way we wanted it to. Shout out to Danielson for having this on the wish list, right? It's just sort of like, hey, I would love yeah. to work with everybody. I would love to have the other three guys come in. I think there is, you know, we talked about this before when Tony obviously has a, a space in his heart for this style of wrestling, and it's something that he thinks is really cool. Get, ended up, we're going to have a lot of these guys on the roster. There needs to be something productive and something worthwhile come out of this because they have a lot of really talented guys that are luchadors and lucha backgrounds on the mm-hmm. roster, and now they're bringing in CMLL guys. I think there really is a way to go here and to have some big success. I want to make sure that it that it feels that way, and I thought, um, again, I thought this a showcase match more than I would call it uh, a grudge, but you know, I'm you could do a lot worse for sure. Yeah, showcase match with good participants. So uh, yeah, I, I'm closer to you than than people love this one, but the crowd did uh, get it somewhere for me. 
they may have they, they may have stumbled on something in, in the southwest of the United States. I know that they we they, they sort of like they maybe they burned out the East Coast a little bit with with how much mm-hmm. they ran. Texas, Phoenix, the these, these places are hot for these crowds, especially with the lucha involvement. I think it's a very it's nice, you, you really wise choice. That. Um, Hard note saying they're talking about Rampage being the lucha show. I think. That sounds like a fantastic idea for my viewing habits. And that's going to sound like I'm insulting it, but I'm more likely to watch Rampage if somebody's like, oh, they're blowing off their monthly Lucha title on there. It's more of like a 205 Live thing where you know their big main events once a month are going to be sort of must-see, much-catch, blow-away for the title. That that could be kind of cool. And I think Hechicero is important because he's not the same type of Luchador that they have a, a, a trillion of, right? He's a completely different... He, it's Lucha, but he's he's completely different. It's technical. It's mat based. He's not, yeah, he's not commander out there. So I think, and and we've seen, you know, we mention it all the time, but um, with with Lucha Underground, you do see that, like as you said, if they're going to have their big blow offs, like the big blow off, a Lucha Death Match, there's there, there's mm-hmm. gonna really be some special cool stuff if you allow these guys to um, get yourself. Uh, the stories and the and the lore and the go with some real places 100%. with it versus showing up doing cool moves and leaving. It's great, but as we see with Commander, you you desensitize to it pretty quick, especially nowadays. Ash Mac twenty one shouting out San Diego was a recent good crowd too. That's true. Uh, oh, yeah. Ashley Kutcher calling for Kemino in uh, uh, AW. I think that's the little monkey guy mascot, isn't it? I think, I think so. Uh, we flash to the back and I mean, it takes, it takes every single member of this United, uh, United, United, uh, undisputed, undisputed kingdom. Yes. Every member of the, uh, it took me as you said something and it like undid my brain. I was like, shit, did I do this wrong? Did I write it down right? I did. Chucky Teague, I mean, it was, it was four guys in a faction. I, I assume they used weapons. They had probably hit him with a truck. They probably jumped them. They're everything Gone. they got. They're they're sweating. They're barely, you know. But they're uh, it's four on one. Chucky e. T is down. Uh, I mean, these guys are straight to the top. This undisputed kingdom beating up one member of a faction while he's already hurt. These guys. This is the evil. What depths? What depths? Sometimes you just got to be like, they trying to piss me off. You know. I gotta yeah. watch these goofballs beat up Chuck Taylor. Oh, oh, it's it's the Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. I can't get a best friends title run, and I gotta watch these five. You know, I'm just I'm just not into these guys, and I'm, you know, I don't know. And you know, Chuck isn't gonna win the feud because, you know, Tony Khan hates him. I guess. Not good. Wasn't happy to see this happen. Very quick. Uh, and then there's the, that's that smirking devil himself. Ugh. Makes you sick. Doesn't that make you sick? Make you fucking sick to your stomach. Yeah, he's such a good you... heel. That's why. Yeah, that's, that's what he's doing. He's, he's a healing in your <laughs> man. So, you got got. Uh, you've been zapped. We are back. Uh, and it's time for the TKBA. It's time for Tony Khan's big announcement. And he is just a natural at this sort of stuff. What a charismatic speaker. You can tell the guys had media training. He was uh, better here than some. This like way too sort of sedated Tony Khan is better than ascending to heaven as he speaks Tony Khan. He plays it low. He says it's one of the most important nights in AEW history and one of the biggest moments in the wrestling business. It is 
March 13th, AEW will be in Boston. Wink, 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 wink. Two S's in Boston on the graphic for AEW BIG Business. AEW Big Business is coming to Boston with two S's and dollar signs for those S's. It might just be boss time a month from now in Boston. I think this is what we all expected. Uh, it counts as a big announcement because if you know what he's talking about, you know what he's talking about. Otherwise, I don't think tickets are on sale for a Dynamite is a big announcement. Josh, uh, we are rounding the corner and approaching the fireworks factory. What did you think of the big announcement? What do you think of them stealing one of your WBCW stable names for a television show name? And what do you think of the whole play here? So much to say. We'll lead with the very best part of it. I'm sure we're unanimous here. This is great news that Mercedes Monet is going to be debuting in AEW. Great news for me, Zoobs. You agree? Great news. Great news. Great news. Um, I want to shout out some of the wrestling journalists because they're wrong all the time. But I actually felt like this was they got this announcement pretty right that it was going to be a name dynamite to that. And then I really want to shout out the Twitter accounts who like called it. Those people rock. They, uh, they they did the same thing with RVD last week against Swerve. They're like, oh, I called it. It's like, yeah, man, we're all reading the same stuff. That's not calling it. That's not, you know, like infer anything. <laughs> you read the same stuff we all did. So shout out to them. I like this being the sort of AW house style of a debut for a big name, be it a CM Punk or a Sasha Banks, now Mercedes Monet. I, I think it's just kind of a cutesy way of doing it, of building intrigue. And I think that this can be as gigantic. I think it is uh, Tony Khan should be treating this with tremendous seriousness and putting immense pressure on himself because if played right, Mercedes Monet may not be a CM Punk level game changer for you. But when you consider the dearth between the women's division quality and the men's division quality, she's more than a CM Punk to that division. Uh, to me, at least, as it currently stands in terms of star power per drop. I mean, she is a bigger star upon arrival than all the rest of the division combined. The brutal to say, certainly true. Um, I don't think any wrestlers are truly mainstream anymore, at least not just for wrestling, but her, and I don't even know, she was on that Star Wars Mandalorian show for Disney. I don't even know, like, if people are like, oh, that's Sasha Banks from WWE when she's in that. I think it's more wrestling fans are like, oh, that's cool that she made it there. But she is closer to that than basically anybody you can sign. So my optimism is very high. I... She's so hot and cold on promos, and AEW is such a promo territory that I would borderline consider pairing her with Malcolm Bivens and seeing what they could do together, a little Stokely Hathaway action. But, yeah, two thumbs up for me. I think the show in Boston is going to be incredibly hot. The crowd will be big, and she's going to come across absolutely enormous. Just nothing, nothing to dislike about this for me. I like the way it was executed. I'm really excited for her to be here. A couple points uh, to agree with you there on you mentioned sort of the comparison and it's easy one to make. I think naturally for a lot of people to, to the punk of like, it's an announced show. It's very clearly like it's the hometown. It's the, it's the, if you have any clue what we're talking about, you know exactly what we're talking about. Uh, it's a hot ticket. It is full of winks at the camera and it's not going to be 
Car- it's not, they're not doing the like, wouldn't it be great if they played CM Punk's music and he didn't come out? Like none of that. Um, I want to agree and and sort of make a point about you mentioned that like, you know, for I think us, for you and I, and and probably I would say eighty-five to ninety percent of the chat, if not a hundred percent, like the CM Punk announcement was an absolute pinnacle of like you are hitting all the right notes of nostalgia and thought it would never happen and can't believe it's happening and can't wait to see it you only have to look back at a couple of years ago here when you very innocently like tweeted anything at all about sasha banks from our account and it was like it was like you had you had poured gasoline on a campfire (laughs) it's true she she is that and the four horsemen are that for Fans who are nostalgic for a different era, right? For people who are the age we were when Punk was in ROH, they were that for the women's explosion in NXT, right? She is a absolute front-of-the-line superstar to those people, and there are a lot of them, and they are going to follow her. And if she is on this roster, they are going to tune in, and it's going to feel very big to them and trickle down to us if and when she hits like a meteorite and hits the ground running and it works. I think it's the, the potential for this to really work and for it to really be a big deal. And for, we say this before in the men's division, but for people to see this and go, Oh wow. And it, 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 it all, it, it's a, it's a big deal. There was, um, I think it was uh, Danielson who was quoted the other week about like, Watching Cody against Pentagon Jr. was where he was like, whoa, what are they doing over there? I think you can have that if Sasha Banks debuts and it mm-hmm. feels like a fucking comet hitting the earth and you are looking around where you are and you're like, it's a fucking mess over here. Which, which by the way, now applies to every other company, frankly. Stardom is a, is a mess. TNA just fired their president. The other one is set, literally sex trafficking. There's a lot of people looking around right now and being like, who's even in charge over here right now? It's 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 it, 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 that's how fast this shit changes. AW right? somehow looks stable again. All of a sudden, they're the stable one. All of a sudden, it's the one where it's like, eh, you know what you're getting. At least it 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 changes very quickly. But in the last three weeks, every other place suddenly has this big giant Okada is leaving and New Japan. You don't know what you're getting yeah, anywhere. I, exactly There's, what I was gonna say. On top of it, yeah, it, it's it's a very crazy. destabilized time. I hadn't really thought about that until you laid it out. That's very nice. It is sort of an unstable time, isn't it? Very much. And you mentioned Okada. Do you think people in chat are saying it? Do people you think... want the brain for you, Zoobs? Oh, thank you very much, folks. Uh, Zoobs night. It's bound to rub off of me eventually. Do you they think we're it. double Think we're double doing the night? Are we getting Okada as well in Boston? People seem to think that in the chat. Matt seems Boy, to think it. Be Money! Fun. Make it rain in Boston! It does they do fit. have that iconic picture together at the New Japan show that they were both on. It'd be very cool I haven't really thought that much about it, to be honest. Let's say yes, because it's I happening. want them both here. So, sure. Mm. So, I, but yeah. I don't know. You Is that they are they are huge. I don't know. You might you might separate them. I don't know. There's two ways to look at it, right? I My instinct is like, man, don't you just want it to be Sasha's night? Don't you just want it to be we got yeah. Mercedes and you can you can fire them. You can do the exact same thing a month from now. We have another giant thing. It's uh, rain. It's it's the. April showers, whatever you want. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You can do it every month. Um, but the other part of me is like, you have a lot of people that are going to tune in to see the Mercedes debut. Do you want to then also be like, hey, while you're here, we signed the fucking biggest Japanese star as well? I can that see both is ways. 
that that one-two punch does make you more than twice as newsworthy from it. Like you let Mercedes Monet be the name that leads it. And it's like, and they also did this. I understand the value of that. I guess for me, debuting Mercedes is a lot easier than debuting Okada. And I think that, so having them arrive at the same time, they're initially on this sort of compared trajectory. Whereas I think you probably want to keep Okada a little bit less active than you want to keep Mercedes. But I don't know. I mean, am I going to complain if they debut on the same night? Obviously not. I'll, I'll be ready to rock, but I don't know if it's how I'd do it. Yeah, they did. I mean, they did. They did Daniels and Cole the same night. Um, I don't know that this is what that's what this is. Uh, that's I not mean, the Boston, worst comparison. Boston loves Okada. Probably bigger than both. Classic Boston loves Okada. Boston can't get enough of their Kazuchika Okada. Boston Okada. Um, uh, we'll I do want to say just one last point about Mercedes that unequivocally, her and Bailey is just one of the most important feuds that to happen. Those matches in New York were, you know, Zoobs, you and I knew Akira Hokuto and these sort of viral early all <laughs> Japan not. matches. I still, I still don't know who that is. Uh, well, for myself, it wasn't like <laughs> NXT was the first time I had seen really high end women's wrestling, but I think it was for a lot of people. And it was borderline eye opening for a group of people like myself who were raised on WWF style women's wrestling, which is to say they were in pudding or uh, bikinis or these ultra degrading, you know, really awful stuff. And so that is just seismic. And to have that through line, I think, again, I've talked many times about the soup that makes up the creation of AEW. You throw in a little Wrestle Kingdom 12, a little Joey Janela's spring break, but Sasha and Bailey are part of that. Somewhere in there is the NXT explosion in Sasha and Bailey. So credit to them. And I, I really just, all systems go for all this. Very exciting. Bless your heart for assuming that I am also up to speed on 90s Joshi. Appreciate that. Just giving you the benefit of the doubt. I love it. I love it. I, you know uh, some of the names. You know Bull Meccano. I do, yeah. I know them. I swear to God, I know them from WCW. Oh, shoot. Matt, can you play the Dynamite Rewind video real quick, please? What? Or flashback. Zoobs, I have a, a new series starting on Patreon next Wednesday. Oh, boy. Should have played this before we lost uh, all of our viewers. Well, you know, that's okay. Uh, this debuts Valentine's Day morning. We're off here. But if you go to patreon.com slash J0SHC, that morning, you can get a 10 to 15 minute video every Wednesday morning talking about what happened on Dynamite from my notebooks three years ago. I will be going through telling you what I scored at five to seven and doing a sped up version of the review in 10 to 15 minutes every Wednesday for the next four weeks. Dynamite flashback. See if this works. Trying something new here. Love oh. it. Love to try new things. Are we ever ready for the program tonight? <laughs> but what about three years ago? Uh, Zeus, what do you think about good. this as a concept? Um, I like, uh, I love the, I love the idea. I'm a little nervous that you're sort of soft launching doing the show without me, but I get it. Um, I sort of. You want to do this with me all the time? I, I've sort of visibly disliked the show more and more as we go on. I, so I do, I do get that on your end. It is sort of intelligent. I don't want to okay. make you do something with me every week. <laughs> Let's see it, Maddie. Here we People go. People want to see the clip. It's coming up soon. It's coming up soon. I promise. People, uh, we showed it on Meltdown, so some people sure. have seen it already. 
It is a good clip. Yeah, I mean, visually, it was <laughs> stunning uh, when it played in mute, and now you heard a second uh, of the song there ten seconds ago. I did. I heard a beat. I heard a. I, heard a, uh, I don't know a measure. Probably not a whole measure. A Any bar? thoughts on that, or I guess impressions, really? Uh, sounded like a bell. Hard to say. <laughs> hard to. Hard to. Hey, oh, oh. man, this is. I'm having a hell of a time here, but it's gonna work. It's gonna work. Oh, I believe, believe it. No, we're, believe we're good. It. Yeah, it seems like it's going to work. <laughs> uh, uh, since I would do this show with you. You think I for as long as you're? It's gonna be you that walks away from the show, not me. I would do the show with you into infinity. Yeah, that's what I was implying. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Wow. Soft launching doing the show without you. That's depressing. Are we ever ready for the program tonight? <laughs> but what about three years ago? Did we have fun then watching the program known as Dynamite of Yesteryear? You could feel the magic in the air Was it something much more palpable Downright unlovable Okay, it looks fucked up Now it's down to go, Mr. Go watch 50K the Monday to video. break it we'll down see it Now, it's probably not normally going to be uh, one frame per second, but uh, alas, <laughs> yeah. that's what it looked like. <laughs> go go watch uh, go watch the Monday Night VOD. It, it's on there halfway through the show. It's, it's a great little video. OE Double Dudes. That's not bad. Uh, uh, OXT. For Dynamite of yesteryear. Yeah. <laughs> well, Double Dudes is a bit of a misnomer in terms of that one. So this you're is, not going to leave the show. Is, but I, I'm not involved in this, so it's not double. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't have done this with me, would you? Almost no chance, yeah. Yeah, so. I already, I already did this. My answer would be, I already reviewed this show with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, 100% true. Legitimately already reviewed. Anyway, um, are you, is it pure off the books, or is it? are you going to watch again? No, pure off the books. Although, if there were a couple things that jumped off, like I watched uh, Jade Cargill and Shaquille O'Neal practice basketball um, just because oh, it God. piqued my interest. But no, my, the idea is that it's something short so that people can watch it and not be like, oh, I don't want to watch Double Dudes or Dynamite tonight. Like a little a little video that sort of lets you compare what's coming on uh, that Friday. So debut is next Wednesday. Patreon.com slash J0. SHC, Dynamite Flashback. Thank you, Matt, for the really wonderful song. Very cool. Um, very cool idea, and I love when you do theme months. So, already in. Uh, it's time for Chris Jericho against uh Kanosuke Takeshita. Takeshita still doing the no music gimmick. Bit of a, I do a, I do a, I do a no happy face on there. I thought I am I tripping out? Was there not one week where there was like some kind of music? I I thought it was always just the drone, but you could be right. I. If you asked me when this feud started, it could have been 2022. It could have been on Dynamite Flashback for, for as far as I fucking know. So, so sure, somewhere along this three-year road of this feud, he may have entered the music. He's so bulletproof and, like, you would think impossible to screw up. And they're just not really doing him that many favors. Because the bell rings. And it's like, this guy is so overwhelming. No music, no entrance, standing in the background with his hands behind his back. 
how can you miss? How can you do this wrong? And they aren't even really doing it wrong because people are still excited to see him. Yeah, people true. still feels like an attraction. I see a lot of talk from people about like who's the dream Okada match in AEW. It's still Takeshita for me, and tonight's match confirmed that. Thought Jericho was pretty off in this match. It, it wasn't horrible. It's just, I mean, there was one awesome match or one mo- one awesome moment where Takeshita basement drop kicked him and actually hit him in the head. And then Jericho hit him with an actual receipt. Went to Keshita, did the plancha to the outside. Jericho didn't catch him. So that was great. But this has just gone on forever. Impossible to care about for me. This show was a lot closer to a seven without this on it for me. Kind of just tough to get in the door on for me. And I thought Jericho was just kind of slow and sloppy in it. Should have just splattered him into the mat, right? And like, it should have been a redux of the Hobbs thing. Been like, you're too old. You're too slow. That's exactly get right. Fucking turfed. Um, uh, yeah, Takeshi should be overwhelming here. And then we had Sammy run in look, looking like he works at a cell phone kiosk, hitting Hobbs, uh, in the back with a, <laughs> with a chair. Um, I mean, I think Takeshi has my favorite blue thunder bomb in the world. Like, he fucking that really, top rope one in that match was crazy. He gets those dudes around on that. Uh, Kalos interferes because he needs help to beat Chris Jericho. Mm. Uh, they, they tease one they another pass out tease uh and eventually chris jericho taps so there you go chris jericho tapping to his own move that's not nothing it's insisted no, it's cool it's not, it's not nothing it's a cool fit it's an outright cool finish to me that the walls don't work and then he does the classic jericho thing of oh second walls didn't work okay into the lion tamer and uh i love it i love the finish um yeah, and then so that's good. That's the quarterly to catch to win. He can now go back to being in the background until uh, let's see, three months, yeah. June. So that's good. Stop it. Um, and then stupid Petrix. Are you excited about this? Are you yeah. excited about Dave Letterman producing Sarah Silverman hosting stupid Petrix? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a big Letterman head, me too. So he's not on the show, so that's oh. good. <laughs> Basically, they, they took his idea. And made a show out of it with a worse host. That's pretty good. What do you think of that, good. Paul? That should be pretty good. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the pets, uh, they, they do tricks. Um, <laughs> they do some SPCA stuff. Didn't make any notes about it. Not really that important. Uh, okay, we move into the 12 o'clock hour. So we'll tie this up. It's main event time. Sting and Darby against a team that I realized we called Bill and Rick. I have written down here how badly these guys should have been properly packaged during their run. They look the part of a good tag team. Bill and Rick. I like it. Why not? Uh, Typical Sting to start off, right? We have a typical modern Sting match where it's all over the arena and we're just sort of waiting for him to jump off something. And then he does. And it's awesome. Uh, He is so old and so big and like The Rock can't step into the ring without tearing his uh, triceps or his like peck off his body. And here's Sting, like my grandma's age, jumping off the top of a stage, uh, jumping off the entrance part, uh, entrance section to a uh, part of the stadium. Holy hell, the black hole slam by Big Bill. I know you're a black hole slam appreciator. It's one of the awesome, awesome work as Darby dives to the road, catches him, spins him, smashes him. Um, I thought a cool feat of strength was Darby has a sleeper hold on Bill and Bill carries him into the ring, but then eventually takes another nasty one through a table. Lots of good work from Big Bill here. Um, a lot of running around, a lot of rinky dink. It's tornado tag. tag what do they call it something different? Anyway, tornado tag rules. So there's no rope breaks. There's no tags. It's absolute pandemonium. Sting 
gets Ricky alone. It is a Scorpion death drop, a one, a two, and a three. Sting and Darby Allen win the AEW Tag Team Championships. What do you think of the main event? What do you think of the idea to belt up the Stinger and the Darby Man? Yeah, the main event was mostly what I expected, except for the Big Bill and Darby sequences, which were just awesome. Just flat out incredible, man. What is Darby Allen? I don't even understand it. Like in a non-jokey, non-hyperbolic way. I don't get it. I don't understand how he's doing it. That, what does he tell these guys? Oh, don't worry. You can lay it in like you've never laid it in before. Like three times in this match. Hit me, give me 100% of laying in this move. He is something else, man. I don't understand it, Darby Allen. That black hole slammed to the floor. I believe that Big Bill is a, a legit seven foot tall guy, right? We're led to believe that. That seems believable to me, right? So you're running into him. Momentum at what? If you're under his arm, you're what? Six foot high, we can say? Yeah, probably. Six foot high with your diving momentum. This guy spins you around like you're nothing because he's a million pounds heavier than you and then belly flops you. What? Do you like, I don't, and then you got to get up and wrestle. It's beyond belief to me. It looked unbelievable, man. It was really, really good stuff between those two. And then the the actual bad guy stuff when they're in the corner and Bill is able to just like put his hands on Darby's biceps and just like smash him like King Kong into the ground and turnbuckle. I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the conversation is. It's, it just looks unbelievable. And they're they're a gift and it was it was really great to watch i thought when those two were in there magical darby's so good with guys that size with with guys like that you remember him sort of kicking off the like true ascent of um his name is brody king yeah brody, sort of like, king, absolutely. brody king was like a guy I was like oh it's good to have him hope he's on the show and then he like murdered darby allen for two matches and it was like ever since then he's just like straight up rocket ship. It's like yeah, that guy's fucking legit. I love that about Darby. And in, in in an era where guys get protected all the time, guys guys always want to look strong. He goes out with those big dudes and is like, let's make you tonight, right? Let's you can do what do whatever. Throw me around, throw me into shit, throw me off of shit, throw me through shit. I'll jump off stuff. Go for it. Look like an absolute killer against me. And 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 also like he he'll take a loss to a guy that's out of his weight class. It, it makes total sense. Um, I thought as same as you pointed out, I think that's the highlight of this match is anytime you get Bill and Darby interacting, it just makes Bill like a million dollars. It's just, man, if he could, if he could wrestle Darby every night, he'd be a superstar. Oh, forget it. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. I, I do want to say this uh, as of course we're going to talk about the win in the post match, but I do want to say as we wind down or end Ricky and Bill's tag title run, that they they didn't do those guys justice having those things live on collision never changing their music away from ricky's never giving them an official name i really think they left some what is it food on the table meat on the bone they, they there was a lot more they could have drawn out of those two i think i still think that there's some i don't think they're gonna stay together now is not my assumption but i, I really do think that they are, could have been more united and did something better for it Zeus. yeah i think that's not uh incorrect at all i think you you have a lot of i don't know ricky had that he just sort of kept getting caught up in the wrong thing at the wrong time and kept getting the wrong feud and kept 
it just sort of it, he had a really rough 2023 in terms of like everything he stepped in ended up sort of staining his shoes. I, I think there's a way out of it and a way forward. We'll see what what becomes of it. Um, hopefully, momentum upwards for both of them because I agree with you. When you did see them when they were working, um, it had all the potential in the world. It's just unequivocally Sean and Diesel, and I know everybody makes that comparison, but it is just. Because that's the one to make, and it works, and it worked, and uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind them returning to it in the future. Would you be Would you be interested in a in them having a moment where they're say they say we have to take this more seriously? We don't even have our own tag team music. Like that's Absolutely. why we lost. Yeah, love that idea. Would would love if that's what they did now. Uh, Sting wins the title. He's going into Revolution with a belt on the line, and they are doing the confetti from the ceiling. Everyone is feeling good, and it's Matthew and Nicholas in white suits with weapons that interrupt the celebration. I thought leads to a great visual where the all white suits get covered in blood. Um, thoughtful, um, impactful. Uh, went on for a little long, but I thought it was, it just looked awesome with the, they're decked out in all white and just covered in Darby's blood. I thought, uh, very, very, very cool, intentional move there. The white bats as well, a nice touch. Um, yeah, we're moving forward to, to Sting and Darby Allen against the Young Bucks for the titles and career on the line, or not career on the line, but last match of his career. So that's, uh, feels, feels, feels right. Using bats on Sting is good. And I thought the Young Bucks came across as big time here and a big crowd reaction and a really fitting uh, cap to a good, 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 great dynamite. And the BTE trigger is now the e the EVP trigger. Not bad. I guess that, that makes all the sense in the world, I suppose. Yeah. Nick's hat refused to come off, says Matty Mac. Actually, that is impressive. That did stay on the whole time, didn't it? Uh, on top of that, Matty Mac asking, is Darby getting close to being the all-time greatest small guy? You'd have to ask somebody who knew like the luchador game more than me. Um, but for my knowledge, yeah, what do you, Ray Mysterio, Yoshinari Agawa, where's Anfield, think about it. where's Anfield Road when you need them? Yeah, yeah that's right. Fed is, yeah, they must be great if we can't name them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is baseball like that, Zoobs, or like prospects? Like, I can't even believe how good this guy is that you haven't heard of. Yeah, sure. Uh, all, I think all sports, we've moved into a world where. It's the, it's the guys that aren't on your team yet that you're supposed to be excited about versus the, the knowledge guys. Olympics. Yeah, yeah, got it. And that is Dynamite. Uh, any change in score as we have navigated our way ashore? You still no, six, I like my 6-6. Six, six. I feel good about it. 6-6, six, 6-5 six, six, feels right for me as well. A reminder, no show here next week, but there is the first edition of Dynamite Flashback um, on the Patreon, patreon.com slash J0SHC. Have a great Valentine's Day to all you lovers out there. Um, I don't know if anything was announced for tomorrow for next week's show. We didn't think there would be because they did so much for this show. It was sort of like seems yeah. like a natural fall off. And then you will be away on the 21st. I think I will actually be pulling into town that day. So should be all systems go. Okay, then just the one yeah. with no Josh uh, and no nobody next week because I also will be uh, doing toddler swim and then enjoying my Wednesday evening. So. Uh, that's it. That's all. Thanks, everybody. Came out for the wonderful, as always, Zoobs Night. Uh, a pleasure to get to do it on such a good dynamite. We are on the road to Revolution. The picture is becoming clear. We have two title matches announced after tonight's show. So 
You could do a lot worse for a Wednesday night. Thank you, Josh, for co-hosting. Thank you, Maddie, for producing. Thank you to the Brainiacs in the chat for bringing the heat all night long for the subs, for the sound alerts, for the love. That is it for me. Nothing left to say but to say. Love and energy. Love and energy, Good night.